Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Into the noon hour and the second half of the show. John Grayson here with you. Doing our thing. Uh, Jamie Monticelli's vacation continues. She'll be back with us on the broadcast as of Monday. And I love the fact that right now our entire text line is nothing but a list of every movie Nicolas Cage has ever done. As it should be. I, well, yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I had forgotten about Trapped in Paradise, but there was one that you wanted to mention, and it's one of the Nicolas Cage movies that I, believe it or not, have never seen. Face off. I've never seen it Face Off. It is so ridiculously funny. And here's the deal. There are some Nick Cage roles that I love because of, you know, the seriousness of the movie. Yeah. But there are some movies like Face Off where it is so ridiculous that it's hilarious. Right. That, yeah. No, not it, not it, like it's it so bad that it's good sort of thing. It wasn't supposed to be a comedy, though, right? Face Off was supposed to be an action movie. I think it was supposed to be an action movie with him and John Travolta. Yeah. And it's just hilariously bad. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. It's so funny. Good. I'm going to have to put that one on the list for the weekend now because that's my favorite kind of movie. A movie that takes itself so seriously that it becomes absolutely laughable. Um, and, excuse me. Another one that came in, Con Air. Had Con forgotten Air's good. About it. Oh, that movie's outstanding. I mean, it's also ridiculous. I yes. mean, the premise of the movie, everything that happens during the movie, the bit with the Corvette, I mean, it's insane. But... It's also great. And I mean, uh, nothing will hail in comparison to National Treasure in my mind, which it he, is my favorite yeah. two movie stretch of Nicolas Cage. And I think that it is fantastic. And you get to see Diane Kruger. Yes. For uh, those two movies. Not, yeah, absolutely. Not bad. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, somebody on the text line said, I would have liked a third National Treasure movie. Yeah, I don't blame you. But the thing with Con Air is, I mean, Steve Buscemi. Over the top, amazing in that movie. Malkovich, over the top, amazing in that movie. I mean, everybody who's in it was just chewing who, who scenery. Who's in the Rock? Who's in the Rock with him? Connery. That yes, that's I couldn't think of his name. Sean Connery, Ed Harris. Yes, was, Ed Harris was the bad guy, and oh I feel like man, Ed Harris is always the bad guy. Yeah, and um, I don't think I've seen him where he's not a bad guy. Who was? Uh, he played Jackson Pollock in the movie Pollock, which okay. he's okay. kind of, I mean, Jackson Pollock was kind of an odd figure anyway. Do you think that he's better as a bad guy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, Pollock was a great movie. I just movie. have nothing, nothing to compare it to with him. You know what else he was great in kind of in that, uh, not really good guy, not really bad guy role, but certainly as a, 
uh, as an, an antagonist, I guess, to the protagonist of the movie was uh, when he was in A Beautiful Mind. I was just about to say, I thought that's where you were going. And yeah. yes, I would agree. He's just, I mean, there, there's nobody else that could have done that better than he did. Uh, his, and, okay, his filmography, not to take us too far off the rails. Yeah, no, no, that's right. The Ed Harris filmography is insane. Hit me. Truman Show, The Rock, right. The Abyss, Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13. He was in Westworld, the, the TV show, yep. for a long time. Top Gun Maverick, Snowpiercer, The National Treasure, uh, the second one. Now, I didn't see... <laughs> this is where the, the right stuff. This is where the text line is going to have to come up big. Uh, because I didn't see the the TV, like the, the reboot of Westworld. I the, heard the, the TV series. show wasn't bad. Okay, was he playing the same role that Yul Brynner played in the in the movie Westworld? Because he is playing the Man in Black. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I'd have to Ed's go back. Ed Harris. Boy, it's been a playing. long time. I haven't seen I haven't seen the original Westworld since it was first on cable. <laughs> that's that's got to be like forty years ago, something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I wonder if they got him just because it's not that he bears a resemblance, but they're the same kind of build. I think Yul Brynner's a little shorter. Ed Harris is a really tall dude, but uh, I think he fits the character. They're both bald guys too, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's just the the whole close crop thing. But anyway, <laughs> as we distract ourselves some more, thank you, Text Line, again for keeping us completely entertained during the show. We'll try to reciprocate and do the same back for you. So we were talking a little while ago, about uh, forty minutes ago about this story that came out that said nearly half of Americans age 18 to 29 are living with their parents. And because the clock and the show works the way it does, we didn't really have a chance to get your phone calls on it. And I'd like to do that now. If you've got something to say about this, because immediately there were some really heavy-duty opinions coming in, which is fine, via the text line. And I'd like to see if we can flesh some of those out on the air. So, again, the story is that nearly half, 48% of Americans age 18 to 29, either never left home or left home, went to college or whatever, and then moved back in with their parents and are at this point still living with them. That's a huge number. Just an absolutely incredibly huge number. 48%. So... You know, we were talking about the fact that if you were older than that, if you're in the the sort of millennial generation or if you're an Xer like me, that we love to look down our nose at that and say, oh, it's because they don't have any motivation. These kids today, unlike Colin, who is the exception to the rule, these kids don't have any motivation. They don't want to get driver's licenses. They don't want jobs. They just want to live at home and soak off of or sponge off of mom and dad for the rest of time. And I don't think it's that. I mean, as Colin mentioned to us last hour, his path took him kind of back home, only with the grandparents instead of the parents. But every day that he was living there was geared toward, how do I not do this anymore? So I think at some point, we have to talk about the roles of the Xers and and the, uh, and the millennials in this as the parents of these 18 to 29-year-olds who are still living at home. And, and it's funny because, you know, we bring our own sort of biases into things like this when we're thinking about them. Because as we were talking about that, we got a text message from somebody who said, I hope this continues. I want my kids to come back home. And I thought, wow. <laughs> First of all, good for you. And don't get the wrong idea. We love every single one of our kids. 
you know, all four of them are, are absolutely 100% welcome to come anytime and stay with us and, you know, and, and, and bring their spouses, girlfriends, whatever, kids. And that's great. But I don't want them living with us. And, and it's not just that I don't want them living with us. At this point, Jen and I, I think, are of, a, of the same mind. We don't want anybody living with us. We're fine with each other. If we want to hang out with other people, we'll, we'll go somewhere and hang out with other people. But I, I just, I, I, I can say, Texter, I totally respect your, your viewpoint on this, wanting your kids to move back home. I just would ask why. What didn't you get enough of, you know, before they were 18 years old that would lead you to do that? And, and if you are in that situation where you're the parent and the kids, by necessity, they didn't have the money or whatever, uh, you know, didn't get the job that they were counting on when they got out of college and had to move back home for a bit. How did you deal with that? Did, were you welcoming of that? Or were or, are you kind of of the same mind Colin was in reverse, where every day is like, hey, um, did you get that job yet? <laughs> you thinking about uh, doing a little apartment hunting today? Uh, you know, maybe going out and trying to shake the trees a little bit and see what goes on? Or are you just as happy to have them back home? You know, uh, there was a time when it was not odd in this country to see three and even four generations of of people in the same family all living together. So, you know, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world to have that go back in that direction. And I think it's important to remember that things, it, it depends on the case, but I think in most cases things aren't going to change overnight. No, definitely. And it yeah. took it took me... Three and a half months. I think I lived that that summer last year. Summer that I that I lived with my grandparents. I was three and a half, maybe four months at the max. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, it's it's no wasted days, and I'm always going to be actively trying to find ways to improve. That not not that the situation was bad, but improve my you know getting out. Definitely my own situation. Yeah, and it's just I mean after a time, I guess you know it's nice now for us to just have quiet. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. That that doesn't happen when there's four boys living under the same roof together with you. Um, so it's. I mean, I can say during their high school years, it was never quiet. So you know, it's nice to be able to at least accomplish that every so often. We'll do some talking about it just ahead. If you want to get in and tell us about your own situation or how you dealt with this, or or what do you see as being the sort of driving force behind this? I mean, is it just a matter of economics? Because, I mean, we've talked about how expensive college is, how expensive student loans are, and all of that. And and I can totally understand somebody being 25, 26, 27 years old, still in that first job, building a career, and simply not being able to make ends meet. We'll get to it coming up. Uh, John Grayson here with you, 913-586-7798. You tell us what you think is going on. We'll check in on the text line, but if you can make that phone call, we'd love it. More to come on 98.1 KMBZ. 1221 now we'll go to the phones here and just again talking about this this idea that uh now the numbers are just shy of half of everybody between the age of 18 and 29 in the United States is living with their parents one or both and the stuff we've got coming in on the text line somebody said yeah I, I asked my dad about that coming back uh, right after college and you know maybe coming back home and saving up a little money as I was first starting my career he stares at me right in the eye and goes no. <laughs> that was the beginning, middle, and end of the conversation. Uh, and a couple of you have had to do it even much later than 29. Somebody just described being 44 
had to move back in with my parents with my four-year-old son last year, waiting for a, a house to sell in Indiana. Yeah, it. Um, and and you just you wonder what the reception's going to be for that. Uh, and how many of you, uh, a lot of you are expressing, saying, look, uh, yeah, my kids have asked me about it. And I've told them, hey, if you've got to live here for a little while, you've got to live here for a little while. But this is not going to be a long-term thing. I've got to have my space. To the phones we go. And Trish in Overland Park is up next. Hi, Trish. Hi. How are you doing today? Doing well. Tell us about it. What's your I situation? I love the program. Thank you. Um, my mom graduated from high school in 1930. She was born in 1912. And she was an only child. So when she graduated, my grandparents said, you know, why do you want to move out? You're an only child. This is your house. Then she got married in 1946 to my dad, and they started looking at houses. And once again, my grandpa said, why do you want to move? This is your house. And so they stayed, and they got me. I was adopted when my mom was 44 and my dad was 43. So I had older parents. And... I lived with them until I, well, about two years before I got married, I got a job in Jeff City. And I was working there. But then my husband was in graduate school at Warrensburg, so he lived with my parents and drove back and forth <laughs> to Sedalia. Um, and I was in Jeff City, and I'd come home on weekends. Then when he got out of graduate school, he came to Jeff City, and my mom would call. Don't you all need to come home and do laundry? And oh, okay. So eventually he got a really great job in Sedalia. We moved back to Sedalia, and it's like, you don't want to buy a house. This is your house. Move back here with us. And it worked out really, really well because then my parents, as they got older, had medical problems and stuff. And my husband took such wonderful care of my parents as I went back to Jeff City to work. That's great. Yeah. And it, it was just fabulous. And it was, you know, two generations that we did it. And we didn't have any children, so we didn't have anybody to say, come live with us. Hey, but you would have, though. I mean, it, yeah, you, absolutely okay. we would have. Yes, wow. absolutely. Well, yeah. It, so it, it was that's that's one of the things I think that that maybe gets lost in the conversation. We'll do a little talking about this in a little bit, but uh, the, the the benefits are not just monetary. It's it's also, well, like you said. I mean, if you need resources, if if somebody needs a babysitter, uh, mm -hmm. it, you know, if if you have parents who are getting old and need some looking after, that, that there are the more people you have around to do that, the better off it's going to work for everybody. Yeah, and we both worked when yeah. we lived with them. It's just that we were there in the evenings to help them out. Um, you know, we had some time off. We could take them to Columbia or wherever to the doctor. My mom had two knee replacements done in St. Louis, so I could drive her back and forth to that and, and things. And it was just wonderful. Well, you should get bonus points for having to drive somebody to St. Louis. Trish, <laughs> thank you very much for the call. I'm, I'm glad it worked out well. See, and as Colin was saying, Colin, as you were mentioning before, you know, none of this stuff is going to change overnight. But the fact is that, you know, you go back to the early 20th century, and that's how everybody did it. You you had all, everybody had extended families all living under the same roof. So that move to, you know, you get out of high school and move out on your own, you know, and start your own family somewhere else, that was a change that also didn't happen overnight. That took probably the better course or the better part of, of two decades. Yeah, I believe there's some saying about Rome 
Somewhere <laughs> yeah, in there. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe this is just that coming around again. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll start to see things continue in this vein. Um, yeah. And just because, I mean, we grow up believing that the way that we're doing things is the right way. And for us, it is. I mean, it's it's all worked out fine. But that doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. So yeah, I just think it's interesting to get that perspective from somebody who's done it the other way. We'll, we'll see, but um, yeah, if you know, keep them keep them coming in, uh, keep them coming in on the text line and let us know what your story is. Somebody said we had our youngest child move in for two months right after graduating and before starting grad school, so that's what 22, 23. And after he got his master's degree, he moved in for a month before starting his professional career. What I would ask you, Texter, is was that the plan? Like, did he move in for a month thinking, I'm going to move in for a month. I will see you, you know, the end of July comes and I'm I'm out of here, you know, with the wind. Or did it just kind of work out that way and, you know, the job happened and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I only had to be here for a month. Because I think that that also makes things different. If you move in and you tell your folks, I'm going to be here for six months. And at the end of six months, I've got a plan and here's what's going to happen and this is what I'm going to do. But I've got a thing going on right now, so I need to live here for a while. That's different from, can I just move in, <laughs> you know, and we'll see how things go. If there's a definite end date on it, anybody can do anything for a period of time. You know, you can deal with what you have to deal with as long as you know that there's going to be an end to it. We'll take a brief time out on that. We'll hit the bottom of the hour. We've got a whole bunch more to toss in your direction after the bottom of the hour. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun with it. We'll do some stories. And if you want to jump in on the telephones, you can do that as well. 913 913- 5867798913586-7798. More to come on 98.1 KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't know why you picked this one, but it's a good thing you did, Colin. <laughs> go a little centerfold. Uh, because I just saw something in the next story we're about to go into here that I hadn't noticed on the first read-through and, and I've got to do, I have a suspicion about this. Here's the story. And the reason why this got my attention is, you know, we've made a, a little bit of a sidebar of stupid reasons to shoot somebody. 
and we've had a series of these. I mean, these stories come out about, you know, some guy shot another guy because, uh, you know, that, that guy stepped across his lawn or something. And they just get worse and worse and weirder and weirder as time goes on. So when I saw the headline, Akron, as in Akron, Ohio, Akron police make arrest after man shot in face over potato chips dispute. I thought, okay, yep, yep, we've got another one. Um, Here's what they say, and this is why I had to do a little legwork on this, uh, a little quick clicking to see if my suspicion on this is correct. According to WOIO in Akron, police said detectives arrested a 42-year-old man on Wednesday evening who was accused of shooting a victim in the face over a dispute about potato chips. According to police, the department identified Melvin Wright as a suspect in the shooting that took place around 9 p.m. Tuesday outside of Lusty's Adventures in the 40 block of Stanton Avenue. I missed that the first time I read through this story. Uh, he told police, the, the this is the victim, by the way, victim told police he did not know the man who confronted him. And police reported the victim said the man shot him in the face after he refused to share his potato chips. So guy comes rolling up to you at Lusty's Adventures, which my first thought is, is that a bar or a strip club? We'll answer that question in just a second. So a guy comes rolling up to you at the bar and says, hey, uh, somebody you've never met before. Hey, um, can I get a couple of those potato chips? And you're thinking, all right, I, I don't know you and I don't know where your grubby fingers have been. So no, keep your hands out of my potato chips. And you end up shot in the face. According to police, officers found a handgun on right during the arrest that may have been used during the assault. But I kind of hope it was. How many guns this guy got on him? Um, so, yeah, they, they arrested the guy for shooting the other cat in the face because he wouldn't share his potato chips. All right, I, now now comes the legwork on this because I have to know everything about Lusty's Adventures in Akron, Ohio. Uh, let's see. What does the Yelp have to say? <laughs> let's see what Lusty's Adventures Yelp reviews are. Uh, let's see. Estimated health score, 100 out of 100. Okay, well, that, that seems like a good thing. Uh, yep, strip club. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, now, to get back to the story here for just a second, I'm saying I would be even less likely to share my potato chips with some stranger at the strip club than I would at just about any other venue on the planet. So, I mean, if this is just two guys at the bar, that's weird enough. I mean, what kind of chips were they? <laughs> Unfortunately, we are <laughs> we are left we are left to guess at that. Uh, you could only uh, well, yeah. I mean, are, are we talking about kettle chips? Because I mean, if we're well, talking about, the, are we still talking about being at the strip club? Well, yeah. Uh, well, loaded nachos, maybe. That's well. I'd share a plate of loaded nachos at the strip club. It's a little messy, but there's strip clubs where they sell loaded nachos. I don't know. <laughs> he says out I loud. <laughs> so I've heard that they might have nachos at the strip club. I mean, I'm somebody saying, there, heard a couple of guys talking. Chip variety. Okay, all right. To share at a venue, loaded nachos instead of just like good. a bag of chips. Yes, instead of a bag. I feel like it's hard to have. Some, if you pass a bag, 
and then have somebody reach their yeah. grimy little fingers uh-huh. in your bag, and then you got to it's it's odd, especially if you're at the strip club because yes, you know it, now we really don't know where where those fingers exactly. have been. Exactly, and- but. <laughs> If it's on like a plate of nachos, you can see everything out in front of you. Everything's out in the open. I love this. Keep an eye on it. So on the page with the Yelp reviews for Lusty's Adventures, this strip club in Akron, <laughs> Ohio, uh, they, they, Yelp apparently tries to be real helpful about this stuff because in addition to just the reviews for Lusty's Adventures, uh, it also has best of Akron, things to do, you know, when you're in Akron, Ohio. Okay. And strip clubs near me. Oh, so great. yeah, uh, I go there, watch the zips, <laughs> play a football game, and then uh, take your way on over. Have a good time. They're just trying to help you out. Other strip clubs nearby. Ooh, let's see what other strip clubs are nearby. Lusty's Adventures, <laughs> Gatsby's Pub, CW Gentlemen's Club, Hush Cabaret. God, I love the names on these places. Dreamers Cabaret, Akron Steam and Sauna. Wow, that's a strip club? All right. Club Boom Boom. Now, <laughs> see, now we're talking. Now we got the Club Boom Boom going on. Uh, let's see. Do we have uh, their that average? My fa- I don't think, I, you know, I was going to ask you, like, what, what would be a good name? That's it. Uh, I don't think there's anything better. Yeah. Can you beat Club Boom Boom? I don't think you can. Uh, they have one review on Yelp. It gave it four stars and says, great atmosphere, large variety of girls, large variety of liquors, beers, and specialty drinks, $5 cover charge after 8 p.m., and $30 VIP dances. So okay. there's there's the skinny at, uh, at Club stars. Boom Boom. Yeah, four stars. XT- how, how long ago was that? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, does it tell me when the review came in? I don't. I feel like it usually does. Um... Just need to know if that's like a recent thing, you know, if things change, his management, you know, handed handed things over. It was uh, July 12th of 2021. So right okay. in the, right okay. the middle of the pandemic, this guy's <laughs> going out. To, he's going out to Club Boom Boom to check out the girls. Uh, let's see. XTC, meanwhile, which is also nearby, only gets two stars. Yikes. Also based on one review. Uh, let's see. The Playpen. Jones, oh, is there anything in Akron other than strip clubs? Is that the only reason Akron, Ohio exists? Football. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they the do. Zips. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, <laughs> there's a zillion strip clubs in Akron. Whoever would have guessed that Akron, Ohio would be out oh, now? Now we're getting on the text line. One of the best strip clubs in Portland, Oregon is a place called the Boom Boom Room. So okay. I don't know if maybe that's related to, to Club Boom Boom in Akron. Maybe it's, it's like a chain you know, thing. Well, it could be. I mean, because <laughs> like Deja Vu, they got those everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and the Zips, uh, they went two and ten. Oh, did they? Oh, not, year. A, so, not, so not, a not, not a lot. Not a lot going on football wise. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, <laughs> now, now my entire day is going to be wrapped up in in reading reviews for strip clubs. See, I, I was making a joke one time uh, when I was over in Illinois at the dispensary, don't you know? And uh, I just I happened to, to bring up the website as I was standing in line, and I'm looking down at my phone, and I went, "Really? Like this? This place has it? It's like their score was a hundred out of a hundred." And, I go, and then I thought, of course it is. Who's going to leave a bad review for the dispensary? I mean, you know, it's like, ah, oh, no, I'm sorry. This place didn't have Maui Wowie. I'm out of here. But, um, yeah, I mean, the fact that there's strip clubs that have two stars, that's that's just really awful. How, like, how bad would a strip club have to be 
for somebody to walk out and go, no, nah, I'm sorry. Those those naked women, they were just, you know, I just didn't feel like they were into it. <laughs> they, they, they just, they, I, I thought they were just going through the motions, you know, they weren't really, <laughs> br- <laughs> they weren't really bringing it. And this so, no, like I'm sorry, two stars. for a documentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, that definitely. Could, that could be put together here. The worst strip club in America. The, yeah, the, the, that would be the documentary. I who want. Was, who was the guy back in the day that did the documentary about the guns? And there was some shooting. Oh, Michael Moore. Yes, yeah. this seems like a Michael Moore type <laughs> to me. We got to call him. We got to call Michael. Michael, we've got a great idea for your next we can movie. Executive produce it. Yeah, it'll be a big thing. <laughs> Something tells me. Yeah, we'll see. And and here I am making fun of Akron. I lived in Tampa for I don't know how many years. <laughs> and that's all. I mean, you want to talk about like the center of the universe as far as the industry goes? The guy. Who was the uh, like the guy of strip club owners in Tampa, uh, and I'm sure he probably still is, was a dude named Joe Redner. And he ran for city council at one point. I think he even talked about making a run for governor. He did not win. But, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he definitely was a, a cult of personality all his own. But, yeah, it, I mean, if it was full of strip clubs when I left, you should see it now. It's just absolutely unbelievable. So, I mean... <laughs> If you're thinking about vacation time, if that's your thing, man. Um, yeah, I wonder. And that's another good question, because I know Portland has a reputation. Tampa certainly has a reputation. Like, Miami. In Miami, I right? I assume Southern California. So, yeah, well, I wonder what city in America is the most densely populated. Like, where where are the, where are there more strippers per capita than anywhere else in so the So now United- I got to debate, do I do I research this on the work <laughs> computer? Do I do this on my personal? Uh-huh. Do uh, I open up the incognito tab? Uh-huh. I, I just, I thought it was a funny story about a guy getting shot over potato chips, and, and what happens? No. Now we end up on this strip club rabbit hole, and the whole show is just going completely off the rails. Alright. We, <laughs> we had a few more stories to end the hour with. If you have something to say, I mean, sure, why not? And I'll tell you, by the way, if you think the strip club talk is bad, you wait. You wait for the next segment of the program. We have a story in the next segment of the show that if it doesn't get us in serious trouble, (laughs) I I hesitate. You know what? I'm going to spend the next four minutes thinking about whether I really want to put it all on the line for this story because I really want to tell you this story. But... Wow, does this one come about as close to the edge as we have ever come on this show. I will give you that warning right now. We'll give you another warning to send the kids out of the room in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> 98.1 KMBZ. John Grayson here with you. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to tell you the story, but we're going to do one first. I'm going to take my time with this one, but, but we'll get to the the most just, I mean, utterly out there story I think we've ever done here on the show in just a couple of minutes. As, as the segment has turned into a series of stupid reasons to shoot somebody, this one's been sitting on the desk for a couple of days, and I had to toss this one your way because of just exactly, again, how little it takes sometimes for things to go completely crazy. And this one comes to us, uh, where was this? Oh, of course. Of course I lose it. It came to us out of the Daily Mail. Uh, But two guys were jailed in 
Oh, in Bedford. Okay, so this is England. Um, were jailed after firing a sniper-style rifle at a police car and dumping paint over over the police vehicles from an eighth-floor apartment. They had been drinking and taking drugs, don't you know? But that's only the beginning of the story. That's not what started the shooting. What started the shooting is that as they were drinking and doing drugs, these two, Paul Barton, age 45, and Nathan Turner, 37, both well old enough to know better, decided that they were a little peckish, don't you know? Uh, don't know if it was the drugs, but they all of a sudden they, you know, they wanted a little something to eat. They didn't want to go anywhere, so they ordered some kebabs from the kebab guy. You know, like you do when you're drinking and taking drugs in an eighth-floor apartment in England. Uh, a little hungry, order kebabs. Kebab guy gets there, but two things went wrong. It took him a long time, an inordinately long time, to get to their apartment, which didn't make them happy, because you're drinking and doing drugs. You want your kebabs right now. And that's what mom always said. So um, anyway, so they they uh, they said they uh, they demanded the courier give them their money back because it took him so long to get there, and he refused. So they did what you do. Oh, and by the way, their kebabs were cold when he got there, so they were pretty upset about that too. They they did what you do in a case like that. Uh, they demanded their money back and then trapped him in the elevator when he refused. They grabbed a table. And there's, there's surveillance video of this entire affair, by the way. They grabbed a table and shoved it against the elevator door so it wouldn't close and he couldn't get out. And then the police got there. The standoff ensued 14 hours this went on before these two jokers finally came down enough to realize that what they were doing was probably incredibly stupid. And they're going to be in prison now for a very long time. Good news is nobody ended up dead Bad news is, at least for them, um, it's it's not going to go well when they get to court. You should see. I mean, there's a picture of the parking lot down below. <laughs> I, I, one would wonder, where did they get all that paint? Because as we were talking about Jackson Pollock earlier on, that's pretty much what the what the parking lot looks like. All right. Now, that brings us to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and another very strong content warning uh, if you have little ears listening, now is not the time. Uh, a few of you have been encouraging me by saying, you know what Johnny Dare does on the radio, right? I think you're fine. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> this one is a little closer to home out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the capital, don't you know, of the great state of Pennsylvania, where according to the authorities there, there was a woman by the name of Brittany Abbasetti who was shot at. She called the police after she was leaving the Days Inn Hotel, and a guy shot at her on her way out of the parking lot. So she called the cops, and they met her there, and she explained to them, because they said, okay, do you know why this guy shot at you? Uh, or, or did you know the guy? I mean, had you had some kind of previous relationship? And her answer to them was, yeah, he paid me $300 to meet him in this hotel room and um, and give him a give him a shower, don't you know? Uh, although, curiously, they didn't use any of the, the, the water from the hotel room. No, not at all. Uh, she said he paid her 300 bucks to meet him in the bathroom of his hotel room and um, 
and 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 shower him. So she did. I, I don't know. <laughs> in case you're wondering, how do you find somebody to pay three hundred dollars to do that? I, I wouldn't have the slightest idea. But somehow, he found her, and and now you're wondering, okay, if she did that and she collected her three hundred dollars. Why did this turn into the shooting? Aha. Excellent question. Well, you see what happened was <laughs> after she she got done with the the shower in question that uh she left the hotel room and as he was you know, taking another shower which apparently he needed after that he got out of of the shower after cleaning himself off and notice that his wallet was missing. So he goes flying down into the into the parking lot of the Days Inn in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is not a place I would recommend. I haven't looked up their Yelp review rating yet, but I'm guessing it's probably not real high. So he goes flying down into the parking lot. She's pulling out of the parking lot. He comes over and starts banging on her window trying to get his wallet back. And, uh, and and she tried to speed out of the parking lot, and that's when he fired the shot. He makes the case, after he was questioned by the police, about, you know, why would you do that? And you could apply that question to any number of things that he did during the course of this story, in, including paying somebody $300 to come into the shower and, well, you know. So uh, he explains that when he confronted her at the window of her car to try to get his wallet back... That uh, he says she reached for something and he thought she might be reaching for a gun. So that's when he pulled his own gun and fired the shot. It was then that they noticed on the other side of the parking lot was his wallet laying on the ground outside of where her car had been. So maybe just throwing this out there. Maybe what she had been reaching for was not a gun, but was in fact his wallet to give it back to him so that he would stop banging on her window. But, you know, she never got that far before he freaked out, pulled the gun and fired the shot. Now, again, nobody was hurt. Nobody was injured. Nobody was shot. But that shot, that the fact that he fired a gun inside city limits is probably going to be enough to send him to jail for a little while to cool off on this. Uh, did I mention, by the way, that his name is David Butts? So, yeah, David Butts paid a woman to come into the shower and, uh, and, and shower him. And now he's probably going to spend at least a little time in the cooler thinking about what he did. They found the bullet casing in the parking lot. You know... I don't know what this world is coming to, but when you can't trust the woman you paid 300 bucks to meet you in a hotel room to do that to you in the shower, I, whom can you trust anymore? I swear, I just don't know. <laughs> Happy lunch hour, everybody. Final hour of the show coming up just ahead. Stay with us on 98.1 KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.